This episode of the Press Row Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 19 and Franchise Hockey Manager 5, the best sports strategy games available. You can get them today on Steam. You can get them right from OOTPdevelopments.com. If you can get them on Origin, you can get Out of the Park Baseball 18 on Discord. And if you are an Origin Access subscriber, that's just part of the package. Out of the Park Baseball 19 is our best-selling and really our best version ever of Out of the Park Baseball, and that's saying something considering all the awards that it's won. If you love strategy, if you love sports, if you love baseball, or if you just love really putting the pieces of a puzzle together any way possible in any way that you want to define it, Out of the Park Baseball 19 is for you. And Franchise Hockey Manager 5 is really something special this year. We've had a tremendous uh, amount of people playing the game and, and having a blast with it. Franchise Hockey Manager 5 available today on Steam from otpdevelopments.com and Out of the Park Baseball 19 available on Steam from otpdevelopments.com as well as EA's Origin and Origin Access. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the show. As I have said many times, one of my one of my favorite things about the Press Row podcast is that it's just a complete excuse to talk to people that I like. And so tonight is no exception to that. I'm very excited. You have you have seen and heard him on Giant Bomb. You have seen or had at least heard him on DLC. You have seen and heard him on What's Good Games. And I hope you have heard him and seen him on in Spawn on Me, our good friend Khalif Adams. Sir, how are you tonight? Brother Rich, it's so good to see and hear you, man. I'm so excited to be back on the show, man. It's been way too long. <clears throat> so you need to you need to 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 answer a tough question right off the bat. Oh man, okay, I'm ready. So is there truth to the fact that you were officially not appear on this show if Cicero Holmes was on the show at the same time. Is that true or oh, not, sir? Oh, absolutely true. <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to be seen in the same <laughs> state as that man Cicero Holmes, the the, the Baron of Bracago and the I Baron was gonna say Bracago. you had to create an entirely new plane of existence in Bracago just to to be in the same place with him. Oh yeah, th- there's no way we can't we can't be in the same place at the same time. It, it just doesn't work. It, it breaks holes in the space time continuum. It's just not good for the world. All kidding aside, we uh, it it we would love to have had you both on Cicero's on last week, and obviously Khalif is here this week. But as I said before we started recording, this is actually better because now it's just two straight weeks of spawn on me appearances on the Press Row <laughs> podcast. So that's good. It works out yes. well. Yes, I'm totally totally okay with that. It totally works. So a lot of people know who you are. A few people might not. So before we get into it, um, what uh, you know, you're as I mentioned, you're you're well known around the internet. Uh, Spawn on me is your creation. Mm-hmm. Tell the world uh, all about this uh, awesome video game journey that you've been on for the last few years, especially. Oh man, this past year has been madness, but it's been the best kind of madness that you can ask for. Um, if folks are not familiar with the Spawn of Me show, I'm sure they have heard it from Cicero, but I'll repeat it. Is uh, we, we do a podcast that revolves around video games and kinds of centers on uh, people of color in the industry, marginalized folks. Um, kind of shares the stories of the people who are in the in the industry making the games that you love and and and, and get to play uh, in your homes and, and and on your switches and on all, all the places around the world. 
um, this year has been specifically just nuts because it's I've been able to be lucky enough to go do a bunch of things in a bunch of different places and some of the places you shared in the beginning uh, with the intro. Um, and it's just been fantastic. It's been a, a wonderful year for the show. It's been we've had our best year ever. Uh, I think we we almost, if I'm not mistaken, if I do the numbers right, we we had our most down downloads this year uh, in our almost sixth year. We'll be doing our sixth year anniversary in a couple of weeks, um, and uh, it's it's just been fin- uh, fantastic. We did our 250th show this year. Uh, and some sorry in 2018. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good time for for Spawn on on Spawn on me and um, for me in particular, it's been wonderful uh, to be able to kind of spread my wings and do some other stuff in the industry as well. You know, my favorite thing in sort of you know because we've been chatting and and podcasting and doing stuff together for about <laughs> five years, maybe even yeah. six. Like it's been a while. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing is that during from, from when I first met you, I met you through Spawn on Me and through mm-hmm. the connection of the Press Row podcast, right? Like that's how we sort of got talking. Yep. And then just over the last five years, just every once in a while, I'd randomly see or hear you pop up on shows that I listen to and like. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hey, how great is that, right? And then it's just more and more and more, and it's fantastic. You know, and and I, you know, I you tweeted out probably a couple weeks ago. Now you're sort of you're visiting studios. You're doing all sorts of cool stuff. And and I think it's, yeah. you know, and I mentioned this to Cicero last week. The reason I love it is, is basically you guys said, all right, I want in. I want in this world of video games. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I'm going to get in is to start my own thing and then just talking to people and asking people and, and networking with people. And you, you've done it through just that direct, if no one else is going to do it. I'm going to do it approach, which is like my favorite yep. thing in the whole world, man. I just love that. It's been so much fun to, to, to watch and hear and listen to all the cool stuff that, you, that you've been doing. It's been a blast. So congratulations, man. It's an amazing story. And I'm just so happy for all you guys. And I still get the feeling like you're, this, is, this is still just the start. You're not satisfied. You're not ready. It feels to me like you're just really even starting to really make a big, a big dent. That's what I get anyway. We're trying, and, and thank you so much for that. That that's extremely humbling coming from you because I love your work and and have for a very long time. Um, it's 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 interesting because you know the space that we're in now it does feel like the kind of gold rush, right? Where people have kind of thought that the spaces are kind of closed off, and they are in some places. There are still gatekeepers here and there, and they're still kind of. Um, old ways of thinking in terms of, you know, who should be in a space and, and what the space should look like. But I feel like, you know, we were at the forefront of the conversation around diversity with ourselves and another podcast out there, Not Your Mama's Gamer, who everyone should take a, a listen to at some point. But it feels like what we have tried to do, especially, and, and I as the captain kind of trying to figure out the best ways to kind of share this mantra to the rest of the team and, and out to the world is that, what I love about what we can do is we bring smart, nuanced conversation back to the internet in some form or fashion in gaming conversations. And when I think back at, you know, what we've been able to accomplish in the five years that we've been doing this, we've, you know, our pedigree has been pretty strong. Like we've been able to pull some folks that nobody else has been able to get, or at least in the podcasting space, you don't see a lot of guest appearances on shows anymore that have high profile names or folks who, who you would automatically kind of know. And I'm happy to say that looking back at the roster that we've pulled together over the past couple of years, like we've been able to do that as, as three African-American men who just, you know, 
through sure through uh, sheer force of will tried to figure out how we could you know be players in this space and, and we're still figuring it out and that, i don't want to toot our horns too much but i am super proud of what we've been able to accomplish and it does feel like we still have a ways to go and and there's still some doors that we can knock down and and there's some ideas of things that we've been able to do for 2019 and going forward and as soon as you figure it out it changes like yeah. immediately it's ridiculous yeah. It is, yeah. it is, and both good and bad, right? I'm not saying yeah. it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's completely changed. Like, mm-hmm. I, oh, man, it, you know, just for, from where, from where I've been sitting now, going on my fourth year with Out of the Park, right? Like the yeah. way that we have to figure out how to make people aware of our game is 90% different in 2019 than it was in 2016. And that's not an exaggeration. It's oh, 90% yeah. different. Right. Oh yeah. And and yeah. in the media world, right? I I was writing for websites for years, and then I was podcasting, and we're still podcasting. But sometimes we're doing videos, and sometimes we're live streaming, and just everything is constantly changing. How do you figure out what works best for you to reach the people you want to reach? We look at all the young people and steal all their stuff. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there you no, go. Well, that's, hey, that's, that's why I, you know what? That's why when I first started with Out of the Park, I said number one thing we got to do is live stream all the time. Yeah. We got to get live yeah. streaming, and that was that was that was questioned. And mm-hmm. but I'm like, that's what the kids are doing. That's how you get people learning about your game, and yeah. that's how you get people learning about you. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing that I feel is the most important thing that anyone who is trying to still get into this industry or wants to make content or has a thing to pitch or, or to show out in the world is the, there's a couple of things that I had that has pushed us in really good directions. And one is not saying no, making sure that you, when you, when you have opportunities or you have the ability to get into a room with people who have influence to say, yes, make sure that you're in that room and a part of that conversation, even if it's just visibility, it's something that makes a huge, huge, huge impression on people when, they see you in that space where people who especially, you know, we have a, a leg up in that in that way where there aren't a lot of folks who look like us in the space. So it's we are we're absolutely recognizable when we get into a room. But on the second side of that is you have to be nimble. You have to always be paying attention to what's going on. You always have to not be afraid to try the new thing. And if it fails, it's not necessarily a failure on your part. It's not a failure of your show or the, you know, your mission statement or what you're trying to do. It's just that sometimes that particular thing doesn't work with what your platform is or what, you know, you haven't figured out exactly what that specific thing that makes it click is on that new, you know, platform or that new idea or any of that stuff. But it means you should need to kind of tweak it, rethink it and see how you can incorporate it into things you already do. Um, and that's been that's been something that's worked very, very well for us. And it's been something that it continues to work. And I hope that we don't lose that uh, in terms of uh, ability to kind of be nimble, because being nimble means a lot. Communicating is so ridiculous now, too. Like I, I'm talking to people on Twitter. I'm talking to them on Discord. I'm talking mm-hmm. to them through email. I'm talking to them through Slack. Like I, even oh, man, it's just I, again, I, I've just continued to be so impressed with how smart so many people are and how many different ways they use to communicate but like you know again like entire look at what discord has done they've entire communities have completely sprung up in discord in the gaming space especially that a year ago i wasn't even i didn't i barely know what discord was now 
we have like 2,000 people in the Out of the Park Discord channel. Oh, that's what? fantastic. I'm like, that's how, fantastic. Do, how is that? What? And now I'm in there and I understand. I'm, I'm having fun. It's a great platform, but it's just like to go from zero to 2,000. In mm-hmm. in like and we've only started ours like four months ago. In four, oh like, wow! What I mean, my goodness, man, the speed of, and it's and again, it's not just like media changing or the way that games are purchased are changing or the way it, mm-hmm. or the, it's it's everything. It's the way that people talk about the games, it's the way that people learn about the games, it's the way people play the games, it's the way people play games together, it's how they play yeah. them on their own. I mean, my goodness. It's it's a lot. It's overwhelming sometimes, Oof. especially if you're just trying to kind of you know get in where you fit in and trying to you know figure out where your niche is. Right, it's, right. It's it's so difficult sometimes to try to determine where you're going to kind of disseminate information and share it. And a lot of times you have to share it in you have to share it in every place that you are. Exactly. But what you have to do is you have to understand that each of those platforms has very specific needs. And your audiences will, you know, come to your information in different ways oh, on yeah. each one of those platforms. Um, th- there was a really great article from uh, Gary Vanderchek. I, I always say his last name wrong. I apologize to Gary out in the world. Um, but he had a, he had a quick blurb about you know how he micromanages his content. Now, mind you, he has a he has an actual like full team of people. <laughs> so you know, take this for whatever grain of salt that you need to. But, you know, he'll take one podcast and split that thing up into 30 different pieces of stuff. And each one of those pieces of stuff goes out to whatever platforms they are, where all his fans are. And each one of them feels very, very tailored to that specific thing. And I feel like that's what it's come down to now. It's like you have to understand that you're making content on a consistent basis all of the time. And you have to get it in the places that will get eyes on it all the time. And, you know, if you can figure out the, the magic sauce to do that, then then you're ahead of the game. And if you're not, then you, you might find yourself getting left behind. Yep, indeed. I could yep. I could do another 45 minutes with you just on this because I've got a million thoughts. <laughs> but we're here actually to talk about sports video games. Yeah. Khalif Adams, wh- yes, sir. what do you think about sports video games these days, 2018? Like, what's the landscape look like to you? I mean, I have gotten so many differing opinions on mm-hmm. this question from wildly positive, like me, to mm-hmm. wildly not positive, like Cat Bailey and Brian Weeder. <laughs> And, you know, everything in between. So yeah. where, where where are you with sports video games in our current era? Oh, my God. Shout out to Kat and to, to Brian because they are two amazing folks in, in the space. So mad, mad love to them. Um, I, I feel like it's in an interesting spot where it feels like the Titans have fallen down a little bit on the mountaintop. You know, you had your two K's that had for the past two years have had some issues with the NBA T- NBA two K side of things. Uh, NBA Live is still trying to find its legs in a lot of ways, and it's it's doing smart things. It just hasn't figured out how to overtake two uh, K in that space. Um, you have the kind of side. Uh, you have Madden. Madden always feels like it's kind of steady and and has been doing everything that it should be doing, but it doesn't feel like it's growing either like they try to dip into the, the the mobile space now and that didn't feel like it necessarily did anything but i don't know their you know the sales numbers i don't know how much you know they did in terms of you know click throughs or you know uh mobile content there but it feels like they're kind of grasping for stuff too 
So for me, it's been really interesting because I'm kind of digging into what I call kind of um, special sports now or like uh, uh, off the beaten path kind of sports. So stuff like UFC, uh, stuff like Laser League, stuff like, um, gosh, like uh, this jam didn't come out this. I hear Brian yeah, I'm smiling right now. He, I, Brian yeah, is yeah, smiling it's... when you said Laser League. He <laughs> loves that game. Laser League is a fantastic game. But that's the thing, though, right? Is like I, I think if you were to ask most people. You know, what do you think about Laser League? They might not even call that a sport, you know, like it's one of those in between things that you you kind of think it's a sport. It has sport like sports like things in it, uh, but it's not something that you usually see. Um, so I feel like there are so many different things that are in the spaces that we uh, that we know that we're kind of used to um, that are kind of just moving along. They're not really doing anything innovative. They're not really kind of falling too far back. Um, and I think that that's the actual problem right now is it feels like things are in a kind of stagnated state. Like there is a lot of stagnation right now. And that stagnation is kind of making the, the fan bases and the, and the player bases kind of, you know, apathetic to what's coming out. So you'll have the, the, the kind of offshoots where you have like an NBA 2K Playgrounds come out with their sequel, which I personally don't think was a good sequel at all. It was kind of, it was actually like a, a step backwards for that game. And then you have other games that are offshoots that are just random games like Steep that are, you know, really, really niche, but they could be super fun if they got a sequel. Like, I feel like those teams could find something in those games and then, you know, make something out of it. So it feels like, you know, we're, we're taking a kind of audit of, of everything that's happening right now. And it doesn't feel like things have moved the needle that much. Most of the things now, if you kind of dig into the, the scuttlebutt about most of the conversations about the games that we play and, the, and especially the sports ones, a lot of it isn't even about the actual games themselves. It's more about the systems that are within those games, you know, microtransactions and how you deal with loot crates and loot boxes. And, you know, what is the if you want to attach, you know, want to call those things the politics of sports games, those are part of the conversation more than the actual like, how does this game work? Does this game feel good? Is this game accessible to people who who are new to the sport or new new to video games, sports games themselves? So there's a lot of work from the teams uh, for the individual games that kind of have to figure out what they're going to do next. But 2019 has some some hopefully, you know, cool stuff coming down the down the pipeline. And there are some some games that I want to see or at least genres of games that I'm hoping will, will pop up in the next year or so. That will be really fun to kind of uh, jump on and, and jump into. All right. Well, before we get your specific favorite games, let's talk about that, right? So, yeah. What? Let's look at it from two different approaches. First of all, get out your crystal ball. What do you think? Okay. Right. What do you predict is going to happen? Like, what are the two or three things I think that you would say you would feel comfortable predicting are going to happen with sports games from any angle? And then, what would what do you want? Like, I you know. If you could wave the magic wand and just make something happen, what what would that be like for you? Mm, I, f- I feel like most of the companies who who have a stake in the sports gaming world were will kind of revert back to the the kiss method, the the keep it simple, stupid method. Um, I'm I'm actually hoping that that's the case where we see some of the some of the modes maybe be stripped back a little bit even though there seems to be this want to kind of do more with every game that you have. It's like, we need to have more modes. We need to put more stuff in these games so that people feel like they're getting their money's worth. Where I feel like at this point, it's kind of diluting the main product that you, that you want to put out in, into the world. 
Um, so I'm hoping to see, you know, 2K figure out what they're going to do with their microtransaction stuff and, you know, get that dodgeball nonsense out of here. <laughs> I don't understand why that's a thing. I love those cats, but it's like, why are you doing these things? Uh, Madden kind of trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to do on their end as well. Um, what I what I want to see happen, what I want is more of these kind of niche, super niche, almost non-sports games, sports games, if that makes sense. Like, I want to, there's a, a game called Session that's going to be coming out, which uh, this Brazilian team kind of uh, kickstarted their version of Skate. And uh, I feel like that would be a game that would be really cool to see come out when it's supposed to be coming out on the Xbox platforms, uh, hopefully next year. Um, I would, I know this is pie in the sky stuff, but I feel like both NBA games have still kind of squandered where they're at. And I feel like there needs to be another fun offshoot that is not playgrounds like, uh, you know, a, a EA big esque kind of game that, 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 that brings those people in for that particular sport. Um, one of the things I actually thought about on the way home when I was like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to be recording this tonight, um, was I kind of had a thought about the. That new show that The Rock is doing, the Titan show. Have you, yes. have you heard anything about that? I mean, I've just seen the commercials during the football games. Yeah. I want something like that. I want I, I want something in that vein that feels like an offshoot of like this American Gladiators kind of, you know, competition thing. It feels like the old Konami track and field stuff, you know, TNC surf and, and, and stuff like those kinds of multi- uh, multi-event kind of games where you can come in with multiple disciplines and multiple things and, and new ideas that bring something kind of different to the sports space. It's something that we haven't seen in a long time. It kind of brings that Mario Party kind of deal into it. Um, that and the, the the last thing is I would really love, I would really want, having played um, the uh, Creed Rise to Glory game, I would really love to see a really fully fleshed out boxing game come back to market i feel like that would be super fun there were three great fights in the last month in the real yeah. world real but three right. i right. can't remember three great fights in the last three years before this past month <laughs> uh-huh. and and yep. i for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. i was thinking to myself well you know maybe just maybe we could get a boxing game going again uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's the, you know, the the new console launching kind of game like the Fight Night when the 360 shipped, right? Which we mm-hmm. all lost our minds over. Um, you know, it maybe that for the first time in a while, I thought that it may be a possibility because it feels like boxing is coming back a little bit. Feels like there's a couple, two or three fighters where if you say their name, people other than like absolute boxing fans would be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that name. Yep. That's a yep. guy. That's a guy." Yep. So I'm with you there. That would be great. I'm not predicting it, but yeah. I, you know, I and I think you know, and I don't know the the details. I don't know if they're public or not. Like the EA's UFC, you know, they got maybe one more that they're thinking mm-hmm. about. But like I, you know, they, they, there's certainly a lot of. You know, knowing nothing, right? I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about. There's certainly a lot of things they could leverage from UFC to build out a boxing game. You know, I would think. You know. But I mean, it, but you're right, though. I think you're right about that. Like the, the the mechanics and the foundation of that sport are in that game. Like they could totally do it. So I, I you know, 
Yeah, it's, I'm it, I'm glad to hear you say that because, like I said, I was thinking to myself, huh, you know, because if you'd asked me a year ago, two years ago, heck, even six months ago, I would have said no chance. And again, to put a boxing game together is super challenging, super duper mm. challenging. You can't just, you know, I use the word just. You can't write a check to the Players Association and the league, right, for however many millions of dollars, and then you know get everything. You got to call every fighter. You got to call who knows how many people. And boxing is chaotic enough. So a lot of challenges to it. But I would love to see that. No doubt. Agreed on that. Agreed on that. All right. So you got three favorite games from last year? Yeah. Awesome. um, You want to count them down from three to one? Three to one. All right. Uh, Three would be UFC. Okay. Um, I think UFC was was actually pretty good this past year. I feel like they they found the locomotion parts that they weren't able to get in the first game right. Um, it felt like you had more of an ability to, you know, chase your opponent down, and 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 they 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 smartly, very smartly, redid their tutorial system, uh, especially around submissions and things like that, because it was not good in the first game and it was just like, all right, I'm going to spin this stick as much as I possibly can and hopefully tap somebody out. Um, so that was the thing that didn't necessarily feel great, but they, they figured out ways to get around that. Um, let's see. The second game, uh, was, I actually really, really kind of appreciated the fact that again, that Creed game came out. Um, I, I, having now played that thing in, in VR spaces a lot more, I mean, it's a VR game, but it, it feels like almost there. Like it, the, the whole thing about VR spaces now is that they're still trying to figure out one, getting everything kind of, uh, shrunken down into yep. spaces that, that doesn't feel as heavy, um, in terms of equipment and things like that. And also the, the space that you need to fully kind of use those things in good ways in yes. your home. Yes. Um, which is, which is difficult. And, you know, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm working, I'm working on, I'm working in VR spaces every day now at my, at my job job. Oh, so it's like sweet. Me, me being able to see all that stuff happen in real time is, is cool. Well, I'm a brand new PSVR owner. Just got it at Christmas. Oh, I, yeah. I am, so I'm what a week, a week in. To oh, nice. PSVR to VR. It's the only VR I've ever, I mean, I tried Oculus at PAX East like four years ago for five minutes, but other than that, I've yeah. never done VR before getting the PSVR. So my son and I, in fact, my son, before I finally made him go to bed, was playing Job Simulator. Loves Job Simulator. Nice. That's um, awesome. Terrified, terrified (laughs) to play the uh, Creed game. Terrified because, like, (laughs) dude, that looks intense, man. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) The funny thing is, I I will say this. In terms of a boxing game, it is not the best boxing game that you can that you can buy in a VR space. I don't, I don't think there, I don't think there are many. There aren't many yet. They're like kind of simulators of, of boxing that, that or they're tacked onto other stuff. But what I will say is Creed will give you a workout. Like that is the thing that I didn't expect when I put the, the, the VR headset yeah, on. I, 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 <laughs> I came out of that bad boy sweaty. <laughs> And I was like, what is happening right now? I was thing. like, my arms hurt. Right, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, my, I, I play video games on the treadmill. That's what I do, right? I, yeah. I go three miles in 46 minutes, five, six times a week, at, whenever possible, and play NBA 2K and FIFA. Like, that's my thing. 
Mm. But putting that helmet on and then sweating again to work out, like ah, that that helmet costs a lot of money. I don't want to be getting it all sweaty, <laughs> and I don't want other people to be getting sweaty in my VR helmet. Like that, that's uh-huh. what I'm saying. Like that's got me a little freaked out. I'm not sure I'm going to check out Creed at least anytime soon. Yeah, I would say if you do, just just make sure that you have a lot of alcohol swabs or something. <laughs> it's just it's 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 the price of VR right now. The price of VR is sweat. <laughs> I hear you, man. Mm. Um, and and my my number one game, to be honest, was Laser League. I love go. that game. Nice. I love that game. I feel like it did something really smart. It mashed up two things that I love. It's it mashed up almost dodgeball and Tron in in some weird way, and it 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 provided a, a, a competition, uh, a way to compete that I didn't expect. It's like that three on three style is really smart, and you can be all these different uh these different kinds of um uh players and different kinds of uh modes and you have a different role and 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 learning those roles is really important to your team so it, so it builds out that like ability to be very specialized in a thing but also gives you the, the space to kind of learn how to you know interact with your team and 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 kind of out strategize the other folks on the other side to be able to kind of win and get things done I love that game. It, it's a shame that it's not getting as much love as it as it sh- as it should and, and it deserves. Um, but it came out at a really great time, and I feel like people hopefully will be able to kind of come back to it and give it some love because it, it totally deserves it. Um, and I feel like that's definitely a thing that people should check out at some point to check out Laserly because it's so good. It's super super good. I'm so happy to hear you say that. All right, uh, Brian has been on the Laserly train for a while, but it's good to hear uh, somebody else because I frankly I've tried it. I've dabbled yeah. in it. But I, dude, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> if, if, if there's an old school, right, if you're looking and you see an old school next to that old school is the even older school. <laughs> I am so stuck in that old, old school. I'm playing NBA 2K, my GM and FIFA career. Just that's mm-hmm. what I do just every night. I just I keep. My career going is Everton and FIFA. I'm in my second season. I'm trying to get to the Champions League. I'm trying to win the Premier League. It's hard, but I'm close. <laughs> but as soon as I think I got it, then I lose to Bournemouth three to one at home for no reason whatsoever. Sorry, I gotta calm myself down. Like I'm just I I, I I dabble in these other cool games like you're talking about, and then I just keep being like. Yeah, but I just if I keep playing FIFA and NBA 2K with my Celtics and 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 I, by the way I don't even like the Celtics in the real world. I hate the Celtics, but they're so much fun as a video game team. I'm like dunking and shooting threes and dishing mm-hmm. the ball. Like I can't get out of my happy little rut to play these uh, other games. A, it's a problem. That's the thing, though. It's not a problem. That's a good thing. I mean, it means that you have you have your space. You have the thing that makes you happy, and in this world, that's not a bad thing to find something that makes you happy. And you have figured out that, like, hey, this is my, this is the thing that I, I, I like to rock with in this point. It's not like you're not, it's not like you're out just like, like, I don't want to play any of this other stuff. You're checking that stuff out. Yes. But yeah, you, but you have your mainstays. Your mainstays are good. I don't think that that's, that's a bad thing. Any, uh, any honorable mentions, like something that almost made the list, but just didn't for whatever reason? Um, I, it's, this is a, this is a kind of weird out of nowhere game. And it's a re it's a remaster of an old game, but Windjammers, Windjammers yeah. that came out on the Switch, yes, um, is it. I love that game. Yes. Like it, that's a great and it's game. interesting. 
it's interesting too because the 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 game Dish Jam, which I thought kind of you know it didn't it didn't die in the water. It had some issues on the on the online side of things when it first dropped. I adore that game. That is one of my favorite games. Like I was hoping that that game was going to just blow up and be into like esports ranges of 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 people playing it. It unfortunately didn't, but it feels like they have continued to put out good content for that game. Um, even even with the, the the player base that they already have, um, and it kind of makes me it kind of makes me want another Rockstar table tennis game at some point. Mm. I want that. I want I want that game to 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 get love because that game is super underrated and people <laughs> forgot about that game and it's fantastic. So it's yeah. funny. My uh, my son loves video games as almost every eleven year old in the world does. But not only does he love modern games, he loves retro games. And I got a whole bunch of old stuff. Got a GameCube mm-hmm. laying around here. Got the Wii. We were playing table tennis on Wii Sports Resort like an hour mm-hmm. last weekend. You know, mm-hmm. table yeah. tennis in video games is fun. You're yeah. so right about that. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah, it's super good. And less frustrating than real world table tennis where I'm terrible. Just awful. I'm so bad at oh it. Oh my too. gosh. I cannot hit the ball where I want to hit it at all. Oh, really quick. Really yeah. quick. One other thing that folks should definitely check out. Definitely check out Pool Panic as well. It's it's it skirts the line because I, I I still don't know if billiards is a sport. I don't know if it's necessarily For a sport. Our purposes, I don't think of it. it. It's in. It's in. For our it's purposes. in. Yep. Okay. I then check out Pool Panic. Pool Panic is super fun. It, it takes all these uh, it takes your usual kind of uh, billiard balls and gives them personalities. So you'll have uh, you know you'll have a, a, a red ball. I don't know what number. I think it's a three. Uh, and that that number three ball will just be you know petrified anytime the cue ball comes near it. So you have to basically chase down the ball <laughs> to go shoot it into a pocket, and it's 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 really it's really fun. It's nice. smartly done. They did these like really cool um, uh, uh, tables and stuff like that that aren't actual tables. It's like you're shooting you know pool balls into holes in a park, and it's it's just really smartly done. It's really fun. Awesome. Yeah. Khalif Adams, how can people follow you? Everything you guys are doing at Spawn on Me, you know, what, how can people see and hear and listen to everything that you guys got going on? You can check out uh, the Spawn on Me podcast every Tuesday. Uh, we drop a new episode. You can find it on all your podcasting uh, platforms. Uh, we're on NPR One, iTunes. We're on uh, Stitcher, all the places you can find those. Uh, we are also hopefully going to be coming back soon to Twitch uh, in the next sometime this month. Uh, you can do that at Spawn. I'm um, sorry, Twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Spawn on Me. There, me, my personal uh, account is at Kajakins. That's K A H J A H K I N S. And uh, if you like the stuff that we do, like definitely check us out over on Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/SpawnOnMe, where we do a after show uh, that is a little bit of gaming stuff, but mostly it's just stuff about our lives and, and us being human beings in the world. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's most of the places you can find us. You, you always have Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff, too. So you can definitely check out our stuff there as well. Love it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time very much. I look forward to having you back on later this year to talk about whatever we want to talk about. What do you say? Absolutely. I'm always down to rock with you and the rest of the crew. So anytime you want me, I'm here. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. And thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs>